Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What a just what a week for the NAKGB. Everybody's favorite fan group just I, you know, their boy, Nicholas Abe Kubel, won the Stanley Cup and then proceeded to almost destroy the Stanley Cup. Just, he made a nice little dent in that sucker. And it's it's kind of amazing that a former flyer that the Colorado Avalanche got for free almost destroyed the cup on his first day with it. He touched it and immediately a dent was formed. And, like, of course it's the former Flyer. And it just makes you wonder, what would happen to the Stanley Cup if the Flyers actually won it? Would not it would survive. just combust into flames. <laughs> well, yes, it, it would. would just, <laughs> well, like, it, it would combust into flames because that's the first sign of the apocalypse. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, it like four so horsemen like, appear out of nowhere and then, you know, biblical speech starts coming out of the clouds. And then it's the apocalypse, all because the Flyers dared to win another Stanley Cup. They would return the cup to the keeper of the cup, whatever. What's his name? Do you remember his name? Oh, it's uh, Philip. Philip Pritchard. Philip Pritchard. I think okay. I'm almost positive. Thank Pritchard you. Pritchard definitely sounds up, right. I was going to come up with a completely fake name here and just go yeah. with that. But I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Philip. They're going to return it to right. him, and it's going to be like mangled, like it was just in a car accident on I-95. It, it's just. I don't know. That's what I envision when the Flyers, if the Flyers ever win the Stanley Cup again. I, we'll can't, I can't believe the Bullies returned it in one piece back in the day. I, 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 I know. I would like to think they destroyed it and then they had to make a new Stanley Cup because they just didn't survive. But yeah, I think you're right. It would come back all mangled and just terrible. But I think that's how it's going to come back with the current Avalanche team because they... <laughs> Did you see the video of, I forget which player it was, but he was out at a club and he hoisted the cup and he just fell flat on his ass and dropped the cup. <laughs> Curtis McDermott. Just backwards. Like he put it <laughs> over his head and it was like, whoop, whoop, boom. He looked like the, the, the leaning tower of Pisa. He just kind of like fell backwards in a perfectly like upright position <laughs> holding the standing cup. It was so well, good. You know, what people don't know, a lot of people don't know, there are three Stanley Cups, oh, wow. like physical. There are three of them. So even if the Colorado Avalanche destroy this one that they were presented with, there are two in backup. I actually can be because aware of that. I people no know idea. that hockey players are fucking idiots. <laughs> I knew that there were. I knew that there were three, or I knew that there were multiple ones, but I thought the other two were like just ones that they like gave to the media to like sit like on a table on TV or some bullshit. Like I didn't realize yeah, sometimes. I mean, they, yeah. they, one of them is like forever on display in Toronto. Like that one is just, okay. it's forever in the hockey hall of fame, but like there are spares, there are spares. If this one gets destroyed or lost or wasn't there a story a few years ago that an <laughs> AHL team refused to give back the trophy? Like, something like that. Like, 
Didn't, they have they have spares. Didn't somebody forget the Stanley Cup at like the beach? They like just <laughs> left it in the so. sand for hours and they came back and they got it. It was still there. The thing about leaving the Stanley Cup at the beach is it's it's there's no more noticeable place to leave the Stanley Cup than the <laughs> exactly. beach where it's this big silver shining monument in sand <laughs> the color contrast literally couldn't be more different but the, the nice thing the convenient thing about leaving it at the beach is even if it gets buried you've always got guys with metal detectors walking around to find it oh yeah yeah they'll find it it's a Gary big Drayton from oak island he'll find it kelly is the only one that will understand that joke and she doesn't listen but i made it anyway we're aware. I, we, I wish, we, we I, wish I could get it constantly just uh just trash kelly on here and she'll never know <laughs> She'll never know. I'd listen all the time, and you know that because you said it last episode. Like, I know stuff will hear this. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I know you listen because I remember <laughs> it was, I can't remember which episode it was, but we were talking about like killer whales being dolphins and not whales. And then we had a whole like slack, like discourse about whales and like all these different animal facts. And it was, uh, I was like, all right, now we, we know definitely steps. Tune it in. Oh, I've really time, but... dug in on this whales dolphin situation where the term whale is applied like the term panther. Like, panther is really a mountain lion or a cougar. Whales have different species of whales yeah. and they're all in different categories. Like, dolphins are also, there's like five different species of dolphins. Like, they're it was fascinating. Please yeah. look up whales and dolphins when you get the chance. It's it's like deceivingly really fun. You wouldn't think it is, but it's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for the later summer Ryan and Steph talk about whales and dolphins and nature while I sit back and have a whiskey. Dude. Really? I need, I, for I need to do that. I have got to do that because like I have so many, like literally yet yeah, two nights ago, I was watching an hour long documentary about, about killer whales because I'm just obsessed with them. And like, I just want to talk about whales. Like, I know, <laughs> I know, I sound like a lunatic right now, but they're like fun to me. I don't know. I kind of want to get one tattooed on my. All body right. So somewhere. this is Ryan. We're gonna have to go whale watching. Have you ever gone whale watching? No, I was supposed to um, in March of 2020, days before COVID started, and the oh. voyage it got canceled because not because of COVID. Apparently, the wind was too was too like heavy or whatever oh. and so they were like this isn't good conditions to go whale watching so we couldn't go i've never been and it's like one of the things that i want to do so desperately like when do you get to see a fucking whale you don't never they're off in the distance somewhere it's not like they like yeah they've got orcas at sea world but orcas are not whales yes they're not whales and those aren't even those are just shells of living organisms they're like like as depressed as they can possibly be living in those little they things. They have down here at the Atlanta Aquarium, they have a handful of beluga whales. So they're kind of smaller, um, but they're wonderful. I love being able to see them. And they I, there's a baby in there right now. And it's just ooh. really cute. But I would die to go whale watching. Like you can, you never, when can I see a humpback whale? Never, fucking yeah. never. I really, really want to go to um, Victoria, British Columbia, and uh -huh. just watch the killer whales because they. All right, just so that's live what there. we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah. plan a trip, and we're just gonna hang out with whales. 
If the drafts, do we know if the draft is ever going to happen like in Seattle? Probably. I would assume at some point. Yeah. Is it going to, like, hopefully it's soon because if that happens, I'm going to the NHL draft and then the next day I'm going to go just swim with some killer whales. I'm going to jump in. I don't give a fuck. No one's stopping me. Okay, good. We have a deal. I'll do that as well. You could just use the next Flyers cracking game in Seattle as an excuse to do that. Oh, yeah. What am I thinking? I'm not thinking straight. Yeah, I'll just do that. It'll be a lot easier. BSH goes to Seattle. Like, I mean, it writes itself and then goes whale watching and Ryan sits on a whale like (laughs) Sam Neill sits on the Triceratops and listens to it breathing in Jurassic Park. I've said this before and I just want to reiterate, there's never been a single killer whale attack on a human in the wild. Thank you very much. Then what do Um, they call them? Killer whales. Bears barking, so I muted myself, but I've got like four other things to say. One, <laughs> um, cheetahs also. Cheetahs have never, I, I believe, never killed a human in the wild because cheetahs are not very scary animals. They're kind of like small. They're smaller than what you expect them to be. Aren't they really docile? Um, they're scared. They're yeah. anxious little animals. That's why in zoos, they need to be paired with um, like a, a, really an emotional support dog. Like, cheetahs and zoos are paired up as babies with puppies because they need someone there to to keep them grounded cheetahs are like anxious little nuggets i've seen that i think actually at the uh, richmond metro zoo there was a cheetah there that was like best friends with the dog or something like that and i always thought that it was just a cute thing but there was like an actual reason for that that's really interesting there's a reason yeah because they're anxious so when they see people in the wild like they don't want to come near you and if they do come near you. It's because they're curious. Like they're yeah. not trying to eat. They're never going to hurt just, you. Yeah, they're checking you out. Um, That's great have because you you're never going to outrun I'm one. I'm sure you have because I know I've talked about this. The elephant in India that killed a woman. Yes, yes. The story oh, yeah. brought brought her entire herd kilometers to this woman's village. Had the herd destroy her village. This one elephant destroyed her a house specifically stomped over all of her goats then went to this woman's funeral took her body off the funeral pyre and stomped it again it's the definition of that meme joel Embiid posted i was just thinking ben of Simmons. that yes i went to my enemy's funeral just to make sure he was dead so when you said that you were going to go swimming with the orcas and like if you die you die or whatever you said like that's my general stance. If if an animal kills me, I'm in the wrong. Like I'm in the wrong. Yeah, yeah. I know this I did elephant, it. man, that was personal. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, that, that elephant meant it. That that elephant was out for revenge. That was the Kill Bill Bride elephants of elephants. Are arguably smarter than human beings. Like that elephant, fucking knew. She had, she had a mission. Yeah. Elephants freak me out, man. Like if I saw, if I was like in Africa and I saw an elephant, like don't get me wrong, I'd be like stoked because they're cool. But the second I see its ears kind of come out, dude, fuck that. Because like when they do that, that means they're like coming at you. I want nothing to do with an angry elephant. Like they are so dangerous. I was reading that you can't animal. keep. I was reading that you can't keep rocks near a lot of elephants because they'll just pick them up and just hurl them at people. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Do we want to talk about elephants or do we want to talk about hockey? Because I could. Uh, I, I'm, I this can is hyperbole. So I kind of want to talk, talk about either, elephants. But, well, 
we can let's loop back around to the elephants, but let's get some of the hockey yeah. out of the way. And you might be wondering why Steph is on the show because Steph isn't on the show that often, especially because Ryan's been on every week recently. And you know, it's a special occasion when Steph joins, and that's because she's got a little announcement for us today about the draft party. Steph, what news do we have on the 2022 NHL draft party? Oh, baby, we have a draft party on Thursday, July 7th. I almost said June. Nope, we're in July now. Thursday, July 7th, starting at 6 o'clock at Sports and Social inside Philly Live Casino. So you're going to go to the casino. You're going to find Sports and Social inside the casino. The party starts at 6. Get there right at six because we are going to start with some trivia some prizes um the draft itself starts at seven i guess the flyers number five they'll probably pick 715 720 730 so get get there early um we're going to be um hanging out until the draft is over probably longer um the really cool thing about having the party in a casino it's a little bit unconventional but anyone can show up to a casino like you can't gamble you can't drink but anyone can show up so i think that hopefully hopefully we'll have a little bit more of a variety of people this year um it's going to be a lot of fun we're partnering with the flyers gritty was supposed to attend however our our vile monster he's on vacation what? Gritty's on vacation. <laughs> There's no way Where Gritty going? sleeps. There's no way. I don't think he's sleeping. I think he's causing terror in other <laughs> yeah, that's what locations. Oh, maybe he's going back to his home dimension to wreak havoc there. Maybe. Maybe. So Gritty physically will not be in attendance. We're, we're going to probably work on something special otherwise. Uh, we are working on getting... Some names that you know outside of us to Trent attend. Um, hey, Mac. Did, you, did you say Trent Clatt? Yeah, I did say Trent Clatt. Sean Podine? Bill requested... Um, <laughs> oh, God. Who's his person? Who's his person? Dan Cordick. Oh, didn't he... Didn't someone request Sam Moran? I, I requested Sam Moran. <laughs> that was me. That would be fun if he came. I can't. I can't. I can't remember the Bills person, and and he's gonna kill me. Uh, but like, oh, we'll he see. probably wanted Could Frank the Animal Bayer Lois. That's the one. That there it is. <laughs> and I want Frank there the Animal Bayer Lois. Give me Frank the Animal Bayer Lois right now. I feel like someone also recommended Matt Reed too. Oh, that Dad was Reed. probably also me. What's Matt Reed doing? Let's get. Actually, I don't know what everyone's waiting for. We need to get Andrew McDonald in the building. Because he's going to be the future coach of the Flyers anyway. So just bring him in now. <laughs> get him existence. used to dealing with the fans. He's coming in. It's an inevitable thing. So you might as well bring him in, get him used to everybody. And, oh, you know. God. AMAC is yeah. So we'll see. Um, could be someone who's on the current roster. Could be an alumni. I don't know. And I don't know for sure if they're going to be able to be there just because, you know, it's a holiday week. But we're working on it. Nice. Regardless, we will all be there. I'm now speaking for Ryan, who said he's probably going to be there. Steve will be there, and I will be there. I actually do not have, you know, I tried to think of good excuses, but this is like a mile from my house, so I really don't have any good excuses. You really, like, you can't. 
I'm literally I'm the closest from... person on the blog to this venue. Yeah, I'm flying from Atlanta. So if they trade the pick again while I'm in the air, it will happen Wednesday night between 10 and 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I have to say in regards to that draft party is... Oh, well! <laughs> Terrific here, use of the ham horn. I've been sitting here with this, like, queued up for, like, two minutes. Just waiting. I was about to say, how long has that been ready? Your thumb has been just dying to hit that button. It is... I, I, I will tell you, it, it's been very tempting at times to get a proper soundboard for this show. But I know it would be a disaster. <laughs> It would be, what's the show from Parks and Recreation where it's like uh, the the douche? Like, it would be like that show with just ridiculous, just sound effects every two seconds. So if I just have to generate them myself, it's a lot more restrained. But hey, I'm excited about the draft party. It's always a great time. Every year, one of the, I would say it's the premier Broad Street Hockey event along with Festivus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the two events that we have, yes. Right, but I mean... (laughs) But they're the so, two biggest ones. Here's the thing yeah. about the draft party. There's still some hope in the building unless, you know, Erasmus Ristolainen trade gets made earlier in the day. But generally, there's some hope at the draft party. By the time Festivus rolls around, our spirits are already properly crushed. Right, yeah. There's always a little bit of more enthusiasm for the draft just because there is that sliver of like, what if this is the next Claude Giroux or whoever it could be? So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun environment, I feel like. It's it's much more of an unknown. Like people get really excited or really pissed off when the pick is made. Like there's <laughs> there's a lot it's just excitement and you get to be around the same type of people that either I mean, we all love hate the flyers. So that's gonna be our reaction to everything that they do and, and everything that happens at the draft. Like the Cam York draft when we thought that they were taking <laughs> Cole Caulfield like the, the reaction like it was audible from the crowd like it was a yeah oh <laughs> what <laughs> when they traded back and then they still had a C named prospect that they went for and it wasn't Cole Caulfield and that oh my god what a, an amazing reaction for the crowd you could from the US it. development and, and team he announced too. it what was that, Ryan? I was just saying he was also from the U.S. development team. So when he announced it, it was like, from the U.S. development team. And it was like, yeah! And then he had like the C syllable and people continued to lose their mind. And then it's like, Cam! And people just were confused. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. People <laughs> were really excited. They heard U.S. Development League and and that that was not Cole Caulfield. Alas, it was not Cole Caulfield, even though we, we like Cam York. We're pro Cam York, but, you yeah. know. The small goals boy is a a pretty exciting prospect there. And it's an interesting draft coming up for the Flyers this year. They are picking fifth, which is a disappointment because New Jersey got it rigged in their favor again for some goddamn reason. Who the hell likes the Devils? I don't know why. But what are we expecting right now? Are we expecting the Flyers to keep this pick? Are we expecting a trade? And if they are keeping the pick, like what? Who are we expecting them to get? Because there's really like six, seven really good names in this draft. And then it's it's, it's an okay draft, but, you know, and there's not like any superstars in the making, but there are some really solid names at the top of the board. So I feel like based off of everything Chuck Fletcher said the other day during his presser, like he was saying all the things that every GM has to say, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to listen to everything. You know, we're, we're talking to all the teams and we're figuring out the value of the pick or whatever. It sounds like they're probably not, they're definitely not moving up 
And he pretty much said it's just because it's so difficult to move up this high in the draft order. Um, but moving back, it sounds like, you know, if they're going to move back, it needs to be for a very specific type of player, like someone in their early to mid 20s who's already really, really, really good. And I feel like that's really hard to get. So I don't think that's going to happen, to be honest with you. So I think I think they're going to stay where they are and make the pick. I'm just saying, Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> God. It's not too late. There's plenty of time. It's that's, not too late. You know, that's all you think about stuff. You wake up, you're like, Chikrin time? Chikrin? No Chikrin. Chikrin? 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 Can I has Chikrin, uh, please? Listen, I am who I am. He's a good defenseman. <laughs> I thought his name was Chitrin for years. Oh, same, same. I only learned it was Chikrin because I had Steph on the show at one point, and I was struggling <laughs> yeah. with the name. She's like, I know how to pronounce this, Steve. <laughs> but yeah i don't know I, I like it would be cool and really spicy if they traded the pick for a player um but i really hope they stay where they are personally just because like based off of the trade that happened last summer i'd rather that not happen again <laughs> so oh for sure so there I, you are, I, I don't, the I don't guy. think there's any way i don't think there's any way they trade this I yeah, don't think, no, you I know, think they stay where they are. Chucky two trades, just don't live up to your namesake this draft. Maybe just take it easy for once. Now, if they were to trade the pick, <laughs> I want to get into some of the, you know, the draft pick potential soon. But if they were to trade the pick, there were only a couple guys I could really think of that would be involved in such a trade. And one of them just went off the board earlier this week. Kevin Fiala got traded from the wild to the LA Kings. So that, you know, didn't even have to talk about that. It's done. He's, he signed an extension with the Kings. He is a King. The other name that's come up, and I know this is a long shot. I know this probably isn't going to happen, but Alex DeBrincat is a guy who's been mentioned out there. Great, great young player from Chicago. How would we feel if Chuck, again, this is a long shot, but if Chuck were to work out some kind of deal for DeBrincat? I think that'd be pretty fun. Like, I know he's small and a lot of the, you know, old time Flyers fans would be all annoyed because he's not big and strong and fights people. But like, he's a really good young player. He's coming off his best season as a pro. I think he had like 82 points in 80 games or something like that. Um, over a point per game or some somewhere around that area. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that would be a fun little option for the Flyers if he's available and if they can pull that off. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think there are, it would be really hard to kind of pry him from the Blackhawks hands. I think. Oh, for sure. Chicago. Like I wouldn't want to give him up if I was Chicago. Absolutely not. But I mean, he had 78 points last season, 41 goals, 31 assists. If you can get, and this is what we've needed for the Flyers for years now as a goal scorer, we really desperately have needed a goal scorer here. So that's the thing that would be nice. And I would be willing, I think to include the fifth, overall pick in a deal for DeBrincat, but really nobody below that caliber. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's also, there's a couple other guys like, um, Oh God, what's his name? I'm forgetting his, uh, uh, Connor Garland. I know Connor Garland is, he's a good young player. Um, not, I wouldn't put him on quite the level of DeBrincat, but, um, he's a good young guy. Like if they decided to trade for him, that would I think the first would be a little too much for someone like Connor Garland, but like, who knows with, you know, what they've shown in the past. So I, I don't know. There, there's options out there, um, but I would not hate it at all if they got Alex to break it. He's, he's a really fun young player. 
oh, he's great. And we'll, we'll see on that front. I, I'm not expecting anything like that. I'm really expecting him to pick at fifth. But, you know, if Chuck gets spicy for somebody like that, I can get down with that. Just no more Ristos, for the love of God. That was just... Yeah. It was painful then. It's been more painful since having to watch him play hockey this past season. I, I, please, Steph, tell me Risto is the guy that's going to show up at the party after I'm <laughs> saying all this. That would be fantastic. It would be just the most Wouldn't awkward situation. Wouldn't that be incredible? That would be incredible. I told... So the only thing I warned the Flyers about, I was like, listen, people are going to buy them beers and they're going to talk to them. Like, that's... That's what you need to prepare these players for. Like people are going to buy them beer and they're going to talk to them nonstop. I feel non-stop. like people would buy Risto beer. Oh, absolutely. Like I, right? I, I would be a perfect gentleman to Risto and the Risto Alliance, of course, would show up in support and <laughs> just shower him with gifts. But that would just, I, I, you know, Hey, I just, I don't want to get pile drived into a concrete pillar. That's all I'm asking, not to get pile-tripped. I think that's fair. Sorry, I'm reading about, there's the new article about uh, Fedotov, and it's, like, horrifying. Oh, my God. We're going to get into this in uh, a couple minutes, and I am just, what a terrible situation for him. But before we talk about Fedotov, uh, Quiggs, as far as the, the draft picks go, so Shane Wright was the consensus number one until this past, like, I don't know, couple months, really. And he, he looks like he's slipping now. Do you think Shane Wright's really going to slip from the number one? Sorry, my Roomba just fucking opened the door to my room and was making all this ruckus. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, I have opinions um, on Shane Wright. <laughs> so Shane Wright is so weird to me because me, I personally think he should still be the first overall pick. And I love Slavkovsky. Like, he's by far my favorite player in this draft. But I feel like Shane Wright... He, he had really good production this year. Maybe not like some, the production of someone who was um, given exceptional status like he was a couple of years ago. But um, people also, I feel like, are kind of for not forgetting, but like overlooking the fact that he missed a whole year of hockey because of COVID. And then to come back and put up the numbers he put up this year, while not spectacular, still very, 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 very good. Um, I feel like that's impressive. And I feel like... I don't know. He he seems to have gotten better as the season progressed. So I don't know. I, to me, I think he should still go first overall. Um, and he's a center. Slavkovsky is a winger. And I know like you shouldn't really discriminate that much, but like, I do know that centers tend to have more value than wingers do. Um, so I don't know. I could see him going first overall and it, it wouldn't shock me at all. Because centers can generally play wing, but wings generally can't play center. So it's uh, right. You yeah. get the more versatile player. But yeah, I mean, I really think a lot of people are just thinking about Nolan Patrick. And I dare to say this with Steph on the program, but I think a lot of people are freaked out by Nolan Patrick and what happened there. And they I, I think, you know, there's been a lot of comparison between Shane Wright and Nolan Patrick, whether fair or not. And it sucks for Shane Wright. But then again, maybe he'll end up in a better situation. Who knows? But I, I actually don't even know if Montreal has a bad situation moving forward. They had just have the best combination of tiny head coach and tiny star player. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But Slavkowski, I mean, both Pronman and McKenzie have bumped Slavkowski up to the projected first overall right now. Yeah, it's it's wild. And I don't know. Like, I have a huge, I'm trying not to get too, like, you know, um, opinion-y with this. Because, like, 
I have a soft spot with or for um, Subkovsky just because I saw him at the Olympics and he was so, so good and so fun. And like his shot was ridiculous throughout the whole Olympics. And I remember the coach was talking about him um, after they won bronze. And he basically just said like coming into this, like during the whole training camp or whatever, um, we were hoping like everything else is there. We were hoping he was going to be able to score because they were, apparently he was just like not finding the back of the net um, when they, in like the lead up to the Olympics. And then the Olympics came along and he just went nuts. It was just an avalanche of goals. So um, I feel like, I don't know. I, it was, it was so fun watching him because he's not, I don't even think he's 18 yet. I think he might still be 17. Um, I could be wrong about that. So but, he can um, attend the draft party. He, he certainly could. If you wanted to attend the draft party, he definitely could. Um, but okay. Yeah. He's 18. He turned 18 in March. Okay. Um, Goodbye. Smokes but and join the military. Yeah. Um, but he, like the way he used his body, the way he won puck battles, his speed, um, his strength. I mean, everything was so far beyond what you would think of a player his age. Um, so I personally, like if I had to choose between two him and Wright, it would be so hard for me because I feel like they both have um, a lot of great qualities. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I do feel like it is nice to have that that center depth that Wright could provide. But it wouldn't shock me if Slavkovsky went number one. Yeah, yeah. So the, the thing that shocked me today was I looked at the Prodman rankings or projections, rather, because Prodman did a, a mock draft, and he actually had Wright falling down to four, which I was shocked by that's the first time I've seen him fall that far. We've talked yeah. about the potential, but see him fall that far. That would be great for Seattle. If they could get a player of that caliber fall to them at four. And especially for a franchise that's still trying to define themselves and, and really get that defining talent on their team. You know, that would be great for them. Uh, but there, there's some interesting prospects within the top five or six that could fall to the Flyers right now. Uh, Jiracek is one. Uh, David Jiracek, uh, Jiracek, that is, uh, who's a right-handed D from the Czech Republic. Uh, Logan Cooley, center, U.S. team. And uh, Cutter Gauthier, which that's the most badass name. I've said before that it's a pirate name. Great uh, name. Left-wing American. And uh, Simon Nemec, who is a Slovakian right-handed defenseman. And right now, I feel like I would prefer Nemec or Gautier at five, but I'm not sure. Nemec seems like one of the more dynamic talents as far as just overall like ability and somebody that would certainly help the Flyers maybe get into more modern hockey. Uh, Gautier seems to have that goal-scoring ability. I certainly wouldn't be mad about any of these guys, but it really it's going to be a really interesting top five and see who actually is available for the Flyers. Yeah. I like Gauthier. Um, I really like Nemec. And even though he didn't play much at the Olympics, um, I think there were some games where he only got like two or three minutes or something like that. But um, I really like Nemec and I like Juracek too. Um, I think um, those two defensemen make sense for the Flyers at five. And like, I, I like Cutter Gauthier too, but um I don't know. I just feel like with the two defensemen, there's a, I can't really explain it, but like, at least in my head, I feel like there's a little bit more of like a certainty with them. But at the same time, I, I also know that Gauthier really has a lot of um, exciting tools. Like he's got a, a good shot, really good skating for his size. So um, yeah, they really can't go wrong here, you know? 
Yeah. And what about Savoy? Savoy's one of those players that he's not quite a top five sixer, I, but he, he's up in the mix. Yeah. I love Savoy. And like, I, honestly, I kind of hope, I kind of wish the Flyers would take him at five, but I just know they're not going to. Um, I love how dynamic he is. And like, at the end of the day, he has a ton of talent and that's what the Flyers need is like high end skill talent. And if they were to get him, I mean, that kind of checks the box. They need that. They need to pump their, their farm system full of players who have high end skill and Savoy has it, but for whatever reason, I, I just, it doesn't feel like they're going to go that direction, which is a bummer because he, I think he's going to be a really good player one day. Yeah. Matt, well, I, I get this is one of the drafts I really have no idea because we look back at, you know, most of the drafts we've seen with the Flyers, they've been more in the middle of the pack, like a 12, 13, 14, 15, that range. And that's just seeing who's the best available at that point. And then I just want to see them take swings. As you said, high end talent is what it's all about. Stop getting these middle of the road two way players. As much as I love Scott Lawton, right? Like Scott Lawton is not exactly like a big swing. He's a heart and soul guy for sure. And he's a great, you know, two way guy, but he's the type of fly, you know, player the Flyers have drafted for years. And it's like, well, no, that's not, he's a great player to have. Right. But, and he's a great locker room guy but he's not what you need to really get over the top to win in today's NHL. I was going to say like, there's a place for players like that. Um, And I just think the flyers have enough players like that. Like go get someone who's going to score, you know, who has an insane shot. They might not be the best at defense. They might not be the greatest 200 foot player. Who cares? They're a wing, like put them on the first line as a winger and then put them next to Couturier. Who's a great 200 foot player. Like, let the skills offset and complement each other. That's my thing. And so that's why I feel like I would love to see them go out and get someone like a Savoy. Or uh, I, don't, I haven't looked into Goche enough to know if he's like great defensively or anything like that. But if he was more offensive minded, like, cool, go ahead and do that. Like, you don't have to get someone who's going to be an all around good player. Because normally all around good players don't turn out to be superstars. And if there's one thing the Flyers need, it's someone who has superstar potential right now. And I know that's hard to come by, but like, good God, do your best. You know, Ovechkin barely plays defense. Get me an Ovechkin. That's just grows on trees that, you know, great goal scorers. Some of the greatest goal scorers of all time, just grow on trees. They're out there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's so many players like that who just, you know, Brad Marchand, look at him. I mean, I know he try. I think he does a little bit of uh, work on the penalty kill too, but I've seen so many de- defensive lapses from him over the years, and it's just like, yikes. So, I, I don't know. But like, nobody gives a shit because he produces offensively and he's a game changer. Exactly. Yeah. And look who his center is, Patrice fucking Bergeron. So, like, it, it offsets. It, I feel like if you put a guy who's not great defensively with someone who is good defensively, it's, it's all a balance. I think it's all a balancing act. But then again, what do I know? I'm just some... Some moron on a couch looking at his computer screen eating pretzels. Shut up, nerd. I thought you were eating almonds. (laughs) Well, the Flyers technically do have a guy who focuses more on offense than defense. He's just not producing enough offense to really justify his cost right now. And that's James Van Riemsdyk. And I hate to say that about one of the (laughs) better personalities on the team. I love JVR. I'm a big fan. But I really can't justify that cost anymore. And... He's got to go in one way or the other this offseason. If you're going to try and rework this team and try to maybe get a free agent or two, 
you got to cut costs and his 7 mil a year right now is a big cost right now. So he's coming up a, a lot in trade rumors right now. You could always buy him out. That's a, you know, more of a halfway cost savings. And as they say on Breaking Bad, no half measures. And I guess that's the attitude with JVR right now. And even if it costs a yeah. draft pick, which it likely will, it seems like he's getting traded and there's two teams or I guess just one team right now. I've really heard. And that's Seattle is the one team I've heard. Cause they have plenty of cap space and <laughs> you know, why not? And hack used to be the hack, the hacks, the hack, baby. Wind surfing his way into hack. your DMS. <laughs> God. Oh my God. The, uh, just like you can't humanize Dave Hackstall. He's not, he's a robotic thing. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know your Roomba is going to take offense yeah. to that. Yeah. Oh God, I need to keep my voice down. Here it comes. <laughs> but I feel like I love Hacks. Like He's my cousin. They have to do. Like he can't be back next season. There's no way he can be back. Like at the end of the day, they have to either buy him out or trade him with a sweetener. I don't care what they give, as long as it's not like the first or third round pick. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that they're going to give not the first this year, but maybe the first next year that they got from Florida for Claude Giroux. I, I've heard that out there before, and I, I don't, I don't want that to happen. I want them to have that first round pick to you. I don't, I didn't really, I hated what they gave Arizona to take Shane Gostas pair, and oh, I that was insane. Yeah. I don't want a repeat of that, and I think giving up anything higher than a third to take a contract off your hands is asinine. Yeah, well. I guess the thing with JVR is that he's still like, like we've seen he's not great anymore. Um, he never, you could argue, I mean, he really wasn't. He had really a nice resurgence. He had a nice resurgence the previous season, but this past season, he just, he did not have it. Yeah. But let's also like, like he's not nothing either, you know, like he scored 24 goals. Um, which uh, granted, it's not like insane, but like he's, I mean, that's something you get good enough goal scorer. Yeah. He's a guy who can play on the power play, even if the coach doesn't feel like doing it for some reason, but yeah, he, he he produces, it's just not enough. He brings a semblance of value. And I feel like with him, um, I don't know, a team like Seattle, it could like make sense for him to like go there and, and, you know, um, kind of maybe have another little resurgence elsewhere, but for Philly, it just wasn't working out. And I, I do feel like he brings value just from a leadership standpoint. He's a veteran dude. He's still scoring goals. Maybe not like he used to, but he still does. So I don't know. I, I think they could get something from him that wouldn't, I could, I think they could trade him away without having to give up that first round pick, but we'll have to see the, the like, I think what a lot of fans are thinking is like the Flyers could trade him and get something back of equal or like even greater value. That's definitely not happening. Oh yeah. That's not happening. And I, I'm not under that impression that that would happen. I don't think any of the fans yeah, should no. be. If you're listening to this and you're under that impression, I don't know what you've been watching. Yeah. Cause I feel like people look at his season. It's like 24 goals. Like someone's going to want that. And it's like, yeah, but he's like, not, he's clearly on the decline. So it's, it's and his contract is awful. That's like when Vinny LeCavier was here and he scored 20 goals and they were like, oh yeah, you can get something for him. Right. I was like, nobody wanted his old ass. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I, I think they can, they can get rid of JVR, but it's going to cost something. I just don't think it's going to cost as much as like a first round 
pick like some people think it could be. But I could be wrong, too. I, I don't know. There, there's a lot going on with the situation just because of how not great his contract is. But then again, he only has, what, like two years left or just one year left? So I, yeah, so I think it's two years. It's not that bad. So or no, it's one year, right? And if you did a buyout, you'd be paying the contract for two years. Is that's what it is? Right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I personally would rather just tough it out and just not have to deal with giving up assets or anything because I also think this team should just tank for the next year. But that said, there are a couple decent free agent names out there this year, including one Johnny Gaudreau, who you know you might have heard that he's from the general Philadelphia area in southern New Jersey. So South Jersey's own Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, is probably going to be available. We were seeing some news the other day, I think this is per LeBron, who said Gaudreau remains undecided. How long can Calgary wait? And basically saying that as of Thursday, he's undecided. He hasn't signed a new contract. He hasn't signed an extension. And... It's not great news for the Flames. I mean, if I'm the Flames, I know what his price is because he's a fantastic player. And you got to give him... I imagine he's going to command, what, 10 to 11 mil on the open market? Oh, I mean, I don't know about that high, but like... I would think at least... At least eight or nine. At least eight. At the very least, eight million. I don't know about 10 or 11, but like eight million... He had a lot of points last season. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, but like 10 or 11, that's like Austin Matthews money. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't know if like he's quite Austin Matthews level. I could see him at like nine. Well, nine and a half. The thing is, though, the like contracts that. are starting to go up is the thing. Like even right, the, right, right. the salary yeah. cap isn't going up. The contracts are going. I don't. I never understand how Toronto, by the way, isn't always the number one team at the top of cap friendly. Like it doesn't make sense to me, given the talent either. on that team. Uh, and for the record, Austin Matthews, you are correct. He is eleven point six, and uh, John Tavares makes eleven a season, and Mitch Marner makes uh, ten point nine. So maybe, maybe nine or ten is what he'll be looking for. But okay, the fact yeah, of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, though, when you are a free agent, people are going to get into a bidding war for you, especially when you're of somebody of Johnny Gaudreau's caliber. So I, I, that's what I'm kind of banking on. Maybe I overshot with 11 to 12, but which by the way, the NHL salary cap is ridiculous. Just get rid of it. It's stupid. But (laughs) regardless, it's uh, let's get wild. Let's get wild. Let's just go to the old days because the salary cap's terrible. The best NHLer, the best player in the league, maybe the most talented player in NHL history. Uh, not certainly with no personality, though. My God, Connor McDavid, get a personality, please. But he's making like what? Cheating ass, Connor McDavid. Cheating. Oh, cheating. cheating. That cheating, not on the game, cheating. but on the in, his life. There you go. <laughs> in the game of life. In the game of life, but. You know, McDavid makes pretty much what, like, a mid-level, like, NFL receiver makes, which is just yeah, insane. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, it's so funny how little NHL players get paid. And you know the NHL could pay them more if they wanted to. They just don't want to. That's what it all comes down to. So it's like, I don't know. I would love if they got rid of the salary cap because I feel like a lot of these players, like, Ovechkin making as little as he does in the grand scheme of things compared to other professional athletes. It's just criminal. LeBron makes more a season than I think the combined salary for most teams. Oh my God. I mean, well, 
Probably. That's very true. Like, I think, I think the cap floor for a lot of teams is LeBron's base salary. Right, right. Not including all the other stuff. Yeah. And that's the cap floor. Like, that's crazy. It's insane. What a stupid sport that we love. But regardless, yeah. Gaudreau is going to get paid, right? Whether it's it's, it's going to be eight at minimum, right? But I would think more like nine to ten. And the Flyers, if they are going to compete for Gaudreau, they're going to have to clear cap space. It's just that simple. Nazem, Ka- Nazem Kadri, as we went over last week. Kadri, I have to get used to saying that. Kadri is also a guy who's been mentioned. I don't want to overpay for him because Kadri at this point is, what, is he uh, 31 or so? Let me take a look here. Wow, I'm 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 having a hard time finding the avalanche on Cap Friendly because how are they this low? It doesn't They're make so sense. They're so low on Cap. It doesn't it really make doesn't. sense. Um, and the smartest thing they did, I know he was uh, an RFA, but getting McCarr locked down to a reasonable rate now, because <laughs> I, oh, I swear oh to God, God, he'd be like a top three highest paid player after this run he just went on. Can confirm. Nazem Kadri is 31. He turns 32 on October 6th, the day before my birthday. He's a Libra. Very good to know. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean... I like Nazem Kadri a lot too, but based off of what he has said, he, like he basically said, um, I saw a report the other day. Apparently he said um, he wants to return to Colorado, but he also knows his worth now, which sounds to me like he wants a pretty significant pay raise. And he, as he should, because he was, he just had an AAV of 4.5 million, but like how much of a pay raise is he looking at? If he wants like, Six million a year? Fuck yeah. I think I would sign him for that. I don't think that's that bad. I like Nazem Kadri. Like, he's a good player. Oh, six million I would do, but I'm worried I would absolutely that do. after this run he went on, can you pull up his stats from this past season real quick? Because yeah. uh, he crushed it this past season, and part of that was just being surrounded by the sheer talent that the Colorado Avalanche have. They are just stacked. Right. And... Yeah, you're going to put up points when you've got Gabriel Landeskog playing next to you, when you got Kale McCarr behind you. Like, yeah, you're going to put up some points. But, you know, good on him for putting up those points. He's a very talented player. But at the same time, like, is it a guy that you really want to pay more than, like, seven mil a season? And even that feels like a lot. Like, we're dealing with Kevin Hayes making that right now, and it feels like an albatross right now. And I like Kevin Hayes a lot, but it feels like an albatross. He... Averaged well over a point per game. He had 87 points in 71 games, 28 goals, 59 assists. Um, now, the thing about Kadri, though, this is like way higher than any of his previous seasons, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Before this, his career high was 61 points. This is such a buyer beware to me. And if the Flyers signed Kadri for anything more than like 6.5 or 7 mil, I would lose my goddamn mind because it's just a guy who doesn't have the history of being this dominant of a player. But and I feel like he's just he was just the Colorado Avalanche really clicked this year and he works great with them. He's a superstar with them, but I don't know if he's a superstar without them per se. It's just, it's not that he's not a good player. He's just not a top line center. 
And I feel like he wants to get paid like a top-line center, even though really he's a high-end second-line center. Right. He's a, um, he's, which we have plenty of those. Don't get me wrong. Yes. <laughs> there's Kevin Hayes. There's Sean Couturier. Like, Sean Couturier is like a very... He's I a good first-line center. Yeah, Couturier is a good Kevin Hayes center. When he's healthy. Yeah. Right, right, right. But Kevin Hayes, he's like a, a fine second-line center. Kadri, you bring him in like... It, I, I love Nazem Kadri. Like, as a person, he seems like a really good dude, um, and he's a good player. But I just don't think it would make sense to dish out $8 million to him if that's something he's looking for. If he's looking for that ballpark, that's just insane. And, yeah. And, and if they were to—let's pretend they were to do that. Let's pretend they give him a massive contract. We know it's going to happen. He's going he's to leave Colorado, where he's surrounded by superstars, come to Philly— and be surrounded by, I hate to say it, but not superstars. Definitely not superstars. No, and it, then it's the case. His... Claude Giroux is our only superstar and he's gone. And even then you would say Claude Giroux was a star, not necessarily a superstar. Yeah. But if he were to join the Flyers next season, he'd be lucky to get 50 points. Yeah. And people would freak out because he's not, because he's not playing up to 8 million, 9 million a year standards. And it's just like, what do you expect? He has no talent around him. Right. And I... If you sign a guy like Gaudreau, Gaudreau is an elevator right there. Like, he's just such a talented hockey player that he's going to put up points no matter what. And, you know, he'll elevate the game of a Sean Couturier. He'll elevate the game of a Travis Konechny if he's playing on the same line with those guys. Or a Kevin Hayes or somebody, you know. Whereas Kadri, I think he works, Kadri works great with amazing talent around him. And this, again, I don't want to take away from Nazem Kadri, who's a, a just... He's a great hockey player. I love watching him. He was one of the key reasons the Avs actually pulled through and won the cup this year. But I just don't necessarily want the Flyers to sign up for more than X amount if the Flyers go after him. And I don't want him to be like why they move at JVR, why they might move out. Like I'm just trying to manifest this at this point, but an Ivan Provorov, right? Uh, These are guys that have pretty decent sized contracts that clear out cap space. Now, if you sign Cadreau and Catry after trading a bunch of guys, if Chuck really goes ham this off season and puts the, the two in the two trades, then sure. But again, not for more than X amount. Now it should also be noted that Cadre does have a history of like putting up some solid numbers, even when the Maple Leafs were shit. So like the lockout shortened year in 2012, 13, he had almost a point per game. He had 44 points in 48 games. And then in 2013-14, he had 50 points in 78 games. So, like, not amazing, but, like, given how shitty those teams were, that's pretty impressive, you know? So it makes me wonder, like, if he were to join the Flyers, would he play to that level where he would, you know, could like, maybe he could still be a point, almost near point per game type guy, on a not great Flyers team, but that's such a big risk to take. It's a for big the risk, amount of yeah. money that he's probably going to command. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm fine with that kind of risk for a Gaudreau or somebody like that, but for a Kadri, yes, I'm absolutely. a lot more hesitant. Someone who's like consistently, consistently played to that level. Yeah, you, you, you dish over that money to them. But for someone like Kadri, who the last few years. Uh, 44 points, 36 points, 32 points. Now, granted, those were shortened seasons because of COVID. Um, but, like, again, he's a good player, but he's just not a number one center. 
I and... want a game changer. I want somebody, yes. if I want the Flyers to go shopping, I want them to go shop. Like, as, as fun as Kevin Hayes was to get a few years ago, that's still not like, like, a, a treat yourself shopping spree, right? Where Ben Wyatt's wearing the full right. Batman costume. Like, I want that. I want to just go nuts. And this is not it. Like, Kevin Hayes is like, okay, I went out to get a, I don't know, what's, like, a, I went out to get, like, the most high-end car and I came back with a sensible four-door sedan. <laughs> I went out yeah. to get a Ferrari and I came back with a four-door sedan. <laughs> That's how getting like a Kevin Hayes feels, even though they overpaid for Kevin Hayes. I love the Flyers. Uh, I do too. FYI, so by the way, a little bit of, let me just uh, say, by the way, Steph had to jump off because she had uh, other obligations and she just wanted to say she hates us all. So that's good. Love you, Steph. We love you, Steph. I'm kidding. Um, I can't. <laughs> so a tweet from someone named uh paula share talk on twitter uh kelly hinkle just retweeted this groups of russian agents fanned out across saint petersburg to professional and personal places fedotov frequents waiting to arrest him Fontanka reports. Jesus Christ. The 25-year-old goal let, is... Let's talk about this story real quick then. I guess we're going to get right into it because this is this is happening right now as we record yeah. this on Friday afternoon, July 1st. So Ivan Fedotov, who is a goaltending prospect for the Flyers, if you're not that familiar with him, was detained by Russian authorities earlier today. And you might be like, oh, what did he do? But what he did was try to Nothing. leave the country to come play for the Philadelphia Flyers, which, you know, I, I'd want to be arrested. I kid. I'm not, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> this is fucked up. All Flyers jokes aside, this is fucked up. He wanted to come and play professional hockey in North America and Russian authorities, uh, arrested him with suspicions of dodging the Russian army and, He's being reportedly taken to the Russian military registration and enlistment office. Like, does this mean that they're forcing him to join the army to stay in Russia? Uh, is I like this is this is a fucking unbelievable story. This is insane. I I just hope he, he's okay. I hope he's okay. I too. hope he's all right. But this is like, like this I is so he... scary for other Russian players too to think about if they just want to go home and visit their families or something like that. The, you know, yeah. the yeah. Ivan oh, Provorovs, the you Alex can't. Ovechkins. You know, right now you can't. I mean, wh- what do you do? You know, I-, I feel like you have to. I don't know. And someone mentioned this in the Slack chat earlier too. Like, it makes you wonder. Like we we only hear about this stuff as Americans. When it's like Brittany Griner or Ivan Fedotov, which is it the makes Brittany you wonder, Griner like, thing is still going on. Like I, they still haven't yeah. resolved this. And all she did was, what was it? She was arrested uh, for having a vape pen, basically. Something like that. It was uh, with hashish. But like, but you hear about those two things, and you're you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But like, think of all the people, other people in Russia that they're doing to, just normal, ordinary people that they're doing this to. That, like, you have to imagine they're doing this to thousands of people, probably. Oh, for sure. I mean, the situation in Russia has been, I I was going to say terrible for years, but I think it's just always been this way in Russia. Russia is just a, a country that has gone through so much governmental turmoil over the years. And, I mean, you think back to Stalin, yeah. obviously, and just the USSR and all the issues they went through there. And... Vladimir Putin, since he's come in, has just been an absolute 
KGB monster and continues to have his just unjust war in the Ukraine and will not back down from that. And now they're doubling down on internal, you know, they're cracking down on people internally in Russia and to not let people leave to pursue our opportunities is so incredibly fucked up and it's a scary world right now with just fascism yeah. in particular. I mean, we're dealing with it in the U S to a degree. It hasn't gotten to this point, thankfully, and hopefully never gets to this point, but you know, it's, there's a lot of scary trends going on fascism wise around the world right now. And it's just, I feel terrible for, for Fedotov who's just, He's just trying to pursue his dream to play professional hockey, trying to leave the country. And they say no. And God, I really hope this guy, this poor guy doesn't get conscripted and forced to fight the war in Ukraine. And that's just a a terrible situation. Yeah. God. It's in. It's ridiculous. Like, I I don't know what. I I don't know what to say because. I don't know. I'm I'm just angry and like it's terrifying to hear all this is like even happening in the year 2022. And I just hope I don't know what can be done about this. I don't know if anything can be done. I feel like Yeah, I don't know. Well, the thing is, you can't even count on, like, Brittany Griner, you at least have American authorities trying to work with the Russian government on that. American authorities really don't have any say over Ivan Fedotov because he is a Russian citizen. So there's not really, you know, I don't think Canadian authorities can help him. I don't think American authorities can help him. Unfortunately, this is just. And like the flyers aren't just going to swoop in there and be like, like, hey, let him go. Okay. Like the flyers have their money. I'm sure they'll try to litigate it, but there's not really you can. How much can you do when there is a madman like Vladimir Putin just making decisions like this, because I'm sure this comes from the top because Vladimir Putin beyond being this ridiculous strong man who has to go shirtless whenever he gets a chance. He also is a huge avid hockey fan. He is a huge hockey fan. And like, you remember the time he had a bunch of like KHL players, like he played with them and like scored the weakest goal in the world on them. I am going to get just, this is not, I should not continue on this path. This is bad for me. No, uh, I'd like to think that the KGB isn't listening to us, but anyway, Vladimir Putin, <laughs> only the NAKGB. But Vladimir Putin is a guy who is greatly interested in hockey. So I'm sure he's actually aware of stuff like this. And he goes, no, don't let my star athletes leave. Keep them right here. Because well, he was on the Russian national team, right? I think so. Right, uh, Fido, oh, wait, wait. Fedotov? Uh, yes, yes. He got he guided them to the silver medal. Yeah. So, so he, like, he's very aware of he who represented this young Russia. man is. Yeah. yeah. And he was like amazing at the Olympics. So, I feel like them detaining him, like, I don't think they're going to do, I hope they don't, I don't think they're going to do harm to him, because I think this is just them saying, no, you're not leaving unless you're playing hockey here. And it's like, it's fucked up, but, like, hopefully that means they're not going to, like, hurt him or anything like that, you know? I don't know, the whole thing is fucking crazy. It's insane. (sighs) I mean, I I don't even know what to say. We'll continue to to monitor this and and look at this, but I, this is one of those situations where I don't really know what anybody can do right now. It's I I just 
and I don't want to do like a thoughts and prayers bullshit thing here, but like, no, I, you know, that's all you can really give him right now. Or like your thoughts just be like, I'm thinking of them, but I, there's not a whole hell of a lot that we can do as long as Vladimir Putin is running things in Russia and running things the way he is right now, because he's just been, he's always been this just menacing presence over there. But it's gotten especially bad in the past year or so with Ukraine and everything. He's really doubled down. And it's a great world, let me tell you. Well, we're, we're thinking about Yavin Fedotov, and hopefully everything gets sorted out soon. But it is a, a bit of a grim situation over there for one of the Flyers' prospects. But, you know, despite all that, there's still... Just reason to be overjoyed in Philadelphia right now. Philadelphia sports have never oh, yeah. been better. And that's because our our beloved Philadelphia Stars. Our football team. Our football team. Our the Philadelphia's football team. Philadelphia's premier football team. The only one. The Stars are going to the USFL championship. Oh, baby. Do I need to get the air horn back out for this one? Because <laughs> get the air horn out. The air horn out. Get the air oh, horn. Man, that was uh there it is. Wait, the wait. show cannot continue until you give me some air horn. All right, Philadelphia Stars, here we go. Yeah! Yeah! Fantastic. Dude, listen, it's so funny because the we were talking about this before the show. The Eagles, it took them, they won their last championship in 1960. It took them... Uh, 57 years to win it again? <laughs> the championship literally wasn't even called the same thing, and they didn't win it until <laughs> until recently. Oh, my God. And it, it was painful. A painful existence because the, the Eagles had won championships, but it wasn't called the Super Bowl, so people tried to act like it didn't count. But it counted, motherfuckers. It counted. Yeah, exactly. So it's just funny because it took the Eagles over 50 years to win a Super Bowl finally. And now these fucking Philadelphia stars waltz in here <laughs> and into this USFL bullshit. And they immediately, they're going to win. They're going to win the first year of the Uf, USFL returning. And, and they've never like, played football in the city of Philadelphia. They've never seen this. Half these players on this team have never seen the city of Philadelphia with their own two eyes. <laughs> They All the games don't even know. So if you're not familiar with the USFL, uh, it was a football league back in the 80s. You had guys like Reggie White play for it and then it folded. They denied uh, Donald Trump buying a team, which is still funny to me because fuck him. But they folded yeah. and then they tried to revitalize it this year for some reason. And they brought back all the old teams and everything. But the they they all played their games in Birmingham, Alabama. Every game for every team. And like... Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And of course, the Philadelphia Stars and it, I, you know, I actually am going to say something a little controversial here. I kind of like their logo. Oh, no, 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 it's a good look. It's a good look. I kind of like the look. Yeah, it's not a bad look. Um, but of course, they're going to go to the 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 championship and I guarantee you they're going to win because that's just it's like it's almost like the universe is trying to tell Philly sports fans like, "Here, we'll give you this." And it's just like Oh, fucking thank you. This is what we've been waiting for. They've asshole. done this like, to us. Get the they, fuck out of They've here. done this to us before. The Philadelphia Soul had three championships. Yeah. 08, 16, and 17. And nobody gave one single solitary shit. They did their parade. I think it no. went down Market Street. So 
for people not familiar with Philadelphia, when the rare occasions when sports teams win championships in Philadelphia, the parade goes down Broad Street. Okay. Broad Street is where the parade goes. When a team that nobody really gives that much of a shit about wins a, uh, wins a championship, the parade goes down Market Street to City Hall, which is a far shorter trip for those teams and a far, well, you know, Mar- I mean, Market Street, pretty major street to still shut down for a parade. So don't get me wrong, but it's just not yeah. as big a deal as going down Broad Street. So the sole parades happen down there. I think when Villanova won the national championship, it went that way. And, you know, I didn't show up to it. I had coworkers going, hey, you going to the Villanova parade? I went to Temple. I'm not going to the Villanova parade. <laughs> That's not a Philadelphia team. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck out of here. I was not expecting that to come out of your mouth that way. I wasn't either. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. God. I've been hanging out with my neighbors too much. Oh my God. Tracksuit mafia. <laughs> but the stars, I mean, it's, it is like a sick joke, really. But maybe, you know, but, and then we got Miles Sanders over here with the Eagles going like, hey, we're a, you know, this is an all-star team over here. You're getting dangerously close. Oh God. You're getting dangerously dream close team. to saying dream team, my man. Do not say it under any circumstances. I- I hate it. I hate this. So there's a such, Oh my God. There's so many things cursed about Philly sports in like the things that aren't cursed are like the most inconsequential things. And I just wish that the, the script could be flipped just slightly in favor of like the flyers or the Eagles or well, I mean, I guess it was already for the Eagles. Like, and the Eagles are like, they're fun. I know they're not like the super bowl team, but like, they're still fun. They're going to be guess. a good team this year. I, I'm excited about the Eagles. The Sixers have been on the precipice yeah, of being a great team for years now, and they just need to figure some shit out. PJ Tucker ain't it, but whatever. And the Flyers, are, of course, are a hot steaming mess. The Phillies, uh, my entire time Trash. living in South Philly, the Phillies have not made the playoffs. And all I want is to go to a Phillies playoff game that I can walk to. That's all I want. And it's just, I get denied every year. They're so bad. And now that they lost, like, it was they, a they crushed yesterday. They crushed yesterday. They crushed. They did. They did. But it was also the last game of the series. And, like, I question if the Braves gave a fuck. And now <laughs> it's like they don't have Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper isn't even there. He's not coming back till fucking September. The team is trash. Like, ah, you're going to choke. Come on. I just, let's, not, let's not throw Schwarbs under the bus with this 216 average and, like, 25 home runs. No, I like Schwarber, but I mean, then you got Castellanos, who's just not really pulling his weight. And, uh, I don't, I, I don't watch enough baseball. I have like four guys I won't. They're not. They're not quite. They're they're the Phillies. They're just very mediocre yet again. This is like I, yeah, I remember yeah. a few years ago I did a podcast and we, we talked about the Flyers being literally the most mediocre team in sports over like X amount of time, and I feel like that's the Phillies right now, like the most mediocre team in baseball by a mile. And that's just who they are. Like they have, Oh, like three good starting pitchers, three and a half, something like that. They have like, uh, Oh, the bullpen sucks. I I can't say anything good about the bullpen and they have, uh, they have some bashers, but not quite to the level of beef that you want out of your, your hamburgers there. But regardless, it is a cruel joke. Having teams like the stars succeed immediately. And then we're watching the flyers and we're going into the draft going, Oh, what do I even want to happen here? <laughs> yeah. Should we tank? Should we not tank? What's going on? Oh my God. I want to tank, well, I but know. I also yeah. want Johnny Gaudreau. It's a, a conundrum. It is a big conundrum. I would, uh, I don't know. 
You know what? You know what we need to do? We just need to take a couple shots and uh, go with the flow. Watch some Polly Shore movies. Need to watch some Polly Shore movies, Steve. We, we need to watch Son-in-Law. We need to watch <laughs> In the Army Now. I've got to watch some Polly Shore. <laughs> that was, I, I, I was listening back to last week's episode and, and my sheer shock that you had never heard of that. And then the funniest thing, I think, was Kelly's reaction to that. Kelly Hinkle <laughs> was just, she her mind was even more blown by this than mine was. She's in the slack just going like, Ryan. Are you fucking serious? I, I thought she was going to hunt you down. Sorry about that pause. I was... <laughs> Something happened. I had to go fix it. Um, all right. Oh, I, I gotcha. I'm, pick, I'm picking up your putting down. I getcha. Yeah. No, when she, like, she... Why do you finish up and then... Yeah, Kelly like jumps in this in the Slack chat and she's just like, "What?" And like you've never heard of Polly Shore and I was like, "Dude, I can't say that I have." And I think that's like right on the cusp of like when I started to become sentient in the 90s. <laughs> Correct. He had a very short period of time of relevance. It was like right before I started to like see the world, you know what I mean, or understand the universe that I was living in. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, I remember so many things from the 90s, but I don't remember Polly Shore. I do not. You know, when I can't blame you. I can't blame you. It's something that I I know this guy, like, a lot because he was so relevant when I was a kid. But it's all, like, I I, I even have different Star Wars experiences than other people. I had a, a co-worker around your age, so about, like, a nice 9, 10-year age gap. And... We had this one day after work, we did a happy hour and we just, it was just two of us. We were sitting at the bar and we ended up talking about just like having totally different Star Wars experiences as far as like what we enjoyed growing up for like an hour at the bar. And we got pretty <laughs> sloppy drunk and just were like screaming about Star Wars at this bar. It was pretty funny. But that's the thing is like, if you grow up in different eras yeah you're gonna have very different experiences so for me i thought it was absurd that somebody had never heard of Polly shore but i totally get why you've never really heard of Polly shore yeah. who he because his thing is like from like 92 to i don't know 96 or so 97 like he's a huge name in that four-year period right there like bill clinton was the goddamn president of the united states that long ago yeah so well i have like a good example so like there's this girl who goes to my dog park. Um, she's like 21 years. She like just turned 21. And I remember one day we were talking about like old retro stuff, like me and the other group, like a big group of people at the dog park. We were talking about like old stuff that we used to do in like 2007, middle school or whatever. And I was like, oh man, do you guys remember Guitar Hero? And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, no, I was like, stop. You cannot be doing this to me right now. And she's just like, what's that? And I was like, stop. This is not OK, man. Oh, you're killing me. To Smalls. not know you're Guitar Hero. Like, and it's not like she's that young. Like, she's 21 years old. She should know what Guitar Hero is. But she had no clue. But that's another thing. What is it? Like a, a three, four year span where Guitar Hero Rock Band are, are a huge deal. Yeah. And now you can't find it anywhere. But I, I was obsessed with those games for a little bit. Yeah. Like when they first came out, they were like really innovative, you know, like it was a whole new experience for like video game stuff. And then 
like I guess the kind of it kind of lost its luster a little bit, and now it's just like, oh yeah, it was a big time fetch. Just like uh, Dance Dance Revolution yeah, yeah. was a huge deal for a couple of years and then it just kind of faded away. I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking about Guitar Hero slash Rock Band the other day because I I was listening to uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. <laughs> and I remember playing that in the game because I was remembering the buttons that you have to hit. Like, oh, dude. I was just recalling that in my head very vividly. I thought that that's how you actually played guitar. i was never under that impression well like i never like tried playing the guitar until like kind of recently and so like back then when i would play guitar i was just like oh man i'd be fucking great at guitar and like it's just funny because i would have sucked so bad because it's like the way guitar hero is is not even close to how an actual guitar (laughs) playing works (laughs) so it's just like it's funny but like yeah, I don't know. Or the drums, like it's not even remotely. The drums close is more close because, like, it's a little closer. And I like the drums a lot, actually. I I really enjoyed playing the drums on those games. They were loud as shit. They though, were. If you they were, were just like, fuck. but if you're in another room and you didn't hear the music, you just heard like, bah, 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 yeah, you just like, hear these fucking like, little tapping <laughs> noises. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> the drums. Like, I feel like you could actually learn to play the drums by playing Guitar Hero drums, though. Like. Because at the end of the at day, at least closer to the real thing. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're you know the beat. If you know the beat, you're good. Then when you get like this is what happened when I got my drum kit. Like when I got my drum kit, I just had to figure out like the feel, like what it feels like to have the stick hit off the snare and understand that it's gonna bounce off. It's not just gonna sit there like you would think it would playing like the Guitar Hero drums. So like, right, right. It's like. Once you figure that out, though, it's like you kind of just get it. it. Like it clicks really, really, really fast. Um, so it's like, yeah, it, it works out that way. But like, God, I, like I sucked at the Guitar Hero drums. But then I got like an actual drum set. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, and then it just all kind of comes together. So. See, I was great at the Guitar Hero drums. I enjoyed those a lot. Like, And, and you know what I miss about that, though, is that was such a fun party game oh it was when so you fun. would get everybody together you could either like compete against each other yeah. or you could just like i i love doing the rock band thing where you just play as a band with each other and it was like a almost like a a, a more interactive karaoke to do yeah. so i really enjoyed it from that regard you could like take turns or aspect like playing a song so like someone would have the guitar if you only had a guitar you didn't have like the full band like someone could play guitar and then you'd hand it off to the next person they'd pick a different song and like yeah it was a lot of fun back then I think my favorite one was yeah. Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. The one with Slash. Legends of Rock. Legends of Rock. <laughs> Slash. Yes. I love that Slash is the one guy in rock and roll who has just never changed. No, no, not at all. He's going to be... I guess you could say Gene Simmons also hasn't changed. Those two guys have never changed. Yeah, that's true. Slash just... Yeah, he's going to die in that fucking hat that makes him look like Abraham Lincoln. Like, he's just going <laughs> to... He's going to take well, that thing. Well, he's cool, Abraham great. Lincoln. Huh? He's cool, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. He's Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's out there just, you know, he, he's got that ciggy in his mouth. He's, he's never changed his look. Not once. And it's iconic. And I, I respect that from Slash right there. But it's, I just love that. I love that they had Billy Corgan in it, too. Did they in Guitar Hero 3? I, I can't remember if it was Guitar Hero 3 or 4. I know. Let me see. They had in all the games that I can remember. They had Slash, Ozzy, um, Tom Morello, 
Nice. Uh, uh, who else? I, um, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, Billy Corgan's great guitarist. Billy Corgan, see. yeah, yeah. So they, they had a bunch of uh, cool people in there, but... Nice. I, yeah, I, I miss. I do miss that. I might have to dust it out. I know I have at least some of the instruments down here in the basement with me somewhere. I, I might have to dig it up if it still is compatible with my Xbox and bust that out. The funniest thing I remember about those games, though, was I, I would play the rock band drums at home by myself a lot because when I lived by myself, I was bored, and that was when those games really hit. And a girl broke up with me over the phone one day and I just spent the rest of my night like angrily playing rock band drums. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I think I was playing like, I think I played like a bunch of who songs and I'm like, yeah, like really getting into it. I remember they had a, uh, like I, they had like an, ex- I think I was playing like, don't get, or Bob O'Reilly, just like going nuts. Yeah. They had like a, an expansion pack type situation. Um, where it was like Guitar Who of Van Halen. And it was like all the Van yeah, Halen yeah. songs. That was a lot of fun. Um, when they came out with DJ Hero, that's when it was the end. It was DJ Hero? I don't even remember that. Wow. So they were like, oh, we need to pertain to a different audience. Let's make it a turntable. So they <laughs> came out with a turntable thing called DJ Hero. And it was like the weirdest fucking thing ever. That sounds terrible. I'm glad I never it tried was so that. Bad. But I've also just never been into that kind of music. Yeah, nah, I'm into, like, I'm not into electronic music, really. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't seek it. Right, I don't hate it. It's just not for me. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, that just wasn't my thing. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I, I'm accepting of all music. It's just certain ones are not for me. Except country. Con- all right, country folks. Except, uh, no, there's some good country. I shouldn't say. <laughs> you know what? There's some good country. There is some. You have to there's look for good it. country. You really have to like look into I the don't, depths of Spotify. I don't like the current, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, frat boy country yeah, out there right that now. Sucks. Like, just that, like, yeah, yeah. It, I, like, that stuff I, I cannot stand. And But, like, you know what? I like, like, the gritty like real folky country, that kind of stuff that, but where it's like almost like a blues song. I can get into that. Okay. So I have to do this because rarely am I, am I ever given the opportunity to like recommend a country band? If you're listening, right. If you have somehow survived this episode to this point, look up the band, the berries. They are like, they're like a group made of dudes. And I I think a couple girls too, who um, were in like, post grunge bands and they're from like Seattle and they started a country band called the berries and they are so fucking good. They are insanely good. Look up the song, turn it away and you'll be hooked. They are unbelievable. B E R R I E S. Yep. Yep. They are outstanding. They're like the only good country band I can, I can plug. So this is my opportunity. There you go. I'm sure there's a couple people who love country listening to this just going like, what the fuck? I'm sure. Guys? I'm sure. Really? Yeah. But it's, it's not my thing. Live and let live. Yeah. Agreed. Exactly. Whatever, whatever you're enjoying, enjoy your all day tailgate outside of Lincoln financial field where you get to wear a cowboy hat for one day a year. That's hey, that's, go for it. That's what happens up thing. here, Ryan. Yeah. Do your thing. That's what happens when I can't, I forget like when like there's a, like a big country star comes to Lincoln financial field. Like it, it, the parking lots are such a shit show for that day. It is. It's kind of hilarious, to be honest. It's not hilarious if you have to clean it up, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, big time mess. 
All right, folks, I believe that's all we got for you, and it was plenty. Make sure, if you are local, to come out to the draft party later this week. That is on Thursday the 8th, is that right? I believe Thursday the 8th. I believe that's the 8th. Uh, let me yeah. see. Yes. Uh, no, it's the 7th. Thursday the Oh, 7th. don't come out on the 8th then. Thursday <laughs> yeah, the 7th. Don't come I was out mixing that up with a work thing. I don't know how dates work, but Thursday the 7th, that is when the NHL draft is. 6 p.m. is when Steph said to show up? I believe so, 6 p.m. Down at the old live casino. The live casino. It's the one right by Citizens Bank Park. You can't miss it in South Philly. And there's parking, so that's nice and convenient for people from out of town. And if you're not from... If you don't want to take... You don't want to drive down, you could always just take the Broad Street line and walk a couple blocks. It's not that far. Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah! Yeah! Oh, oh. Folks... That's all we got for you. If you have any feedback, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? Hey, you. Yeah, you. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Quiggs. Go to Flavortown. Follow Quiggs on Twitter. <laughs> Follow me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum. If it's for hockey purposes, make it Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. Flyperbole's on Instagram. BSH is on TikTok and stuff. So follow some other stuff. But it's primarily Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Take your time. Take your time. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought you were talking longer, so, so I got like a big fucking gigantic handful of pretzels. <laughs> 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 These pretzels. Are making me thirsty. Dude, I am thirsty right now, though. I'm so thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what they do. Kramer wasn't lying. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple spotify youtube and everywhere you get your podcasts go astros our house is a mess come on in i'm amber wallen internet comedian plant queen and host of your new favorite podcast fly on the wall okay that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast by the way like come on amber anyway that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband and co-host benjamin wallen also a comedian and i host people at our home i have a great wine collection in my cellar well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge it's a mini it's fridge. a mini yeah. fridge new episodes of fly on the wallen drop every wednesday listen in as we discuss relationships books and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet subscribe to fly on the wallen wherever you get your podcast Yes.